John, where exactly were you when they left off last, when you were last here? Honestly, I'm, I'm not quite sure, man. Um, the angels had just run away from us after we beat one of them. The other two ran away. Okay, so the angels had just run away. You guys were sitting on the floating city or floating fortress thing in the clouds. As you began exploring, you discovered was a full-fledged facility of some sort, but you didn't see a whole lot of people, at least until you made your way to the upper level, where you encountered a couple angels who weren't very receptive to you being there. Not so much. You know, but they also wouldn't let us leave, so, you know, it was uh, a little... Tense. Well, they were stopping you from crossing this bridge that in the middle had these two glowing rune boxes above a massive marble of water that one of you had spotted movement inside of. Well, in their infinite wisdom, while fighting angels and angel reinforcements that were arriving, they smashed open both of the glowing rune boxes, it's which caused the like marble of water to fall. And inside of the marble of water was a massive, writhing mass of <laughs> tentacles and a form that br almost brown and slimy looking. And you see abscesses growing and then deflating as its very form seems to be changing as it moves. So they fought that. Uh, they were up on the roof fighting while that thing was also eating angels. And then they decided that the best thing to do was run. <laughs> yes, that's uh, accurate. I'm, I'm not blaming any of you for that either. That was quite honestly the best choice of action. So as you find yourselves uh, running down the flight of stairs, the very structure shaking and thundering with whatever's going on on the inner ring. You make your way down the flight of stairs, round and round and round and round. You get back down to the bottom, and you come to a fork in the hallway. If you continue straight, it is an area that you guys did not explore. If you turn to the left, it will take you back towards that conservatory. Do you want to go to unknown territory, guys? Hell yeah. Alrighty. So you guys head your way out down the hall. And you notice up ahead that there's a door that is slightly ajar. It's a larger door. Like, obviously, you can tell these doors are wide enough for angels to be getting through with their big-ass wings. You approach the door. Yes. I sneak quietly up to the door. 
Uh, roll me stealth. Ooh. Um, uh, 21. As you move towards the door, you find yourself looking at a longer chamber with what appears to be these stone statues in a, in lines down the edge of the room. But these statues are like lions with these horns that kind of come out on the sides. Very peculiar. Um, but on the far side of the room, you notice a large double door. Twice the size of the door you're standing at. And lounging on this half couch, half chair is another angel. This one, you can see it's got this coppery tone to its skin, uh, but it's also wearing a large powdered wig. Hmm. I will report this all back to uh, my party members via telepathy making note that we probably do not want these statues to wake up because they look pretty fierce. What was that? John, you're sounding really far away. How about now? Oh, better. Yay. Okay, my mic was pointed up at my eyeball. That was the issue. Yeah, that happens. Your eyeball just wanted to talk. I guess so. Alrighty, so you guys are don't have a proper couch thing for this, so you know. Is it a casting couch? Yes, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> I'm almost you sorry know, I made that joke. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, so am I like long rest style? I get all my shit back? Yeah, you're the only word person that's not presently half dead. Nice. I, I, should I, hey, are you guys half dead? You want healing? Um, I mean, I left last session with 16 hit points. Okay, well, I can heal both of you at once. Just stand near me. <gasps> also, one second. Andy, can you hear us? Yes. Okay, cool. Andy, you need hit points too, eh? Oh, I'm currently at 68, so I'm not that bad, but... Well, I'm going to stand here and take it, because I'll use the uh, mass... What is it called? Mass cure wounds? Yeah, that's a good one. And I think I'm going to use it with Twin Spell, just so Megan can get full. Twin Spell has to have a targeted spell. Uh, and Empowered Healing, or the whatever, doesn't have that? Uh, empowered, you could do. Twin, I don't think you could. I'm sorry, I, um, I can't do Twin because it's not targeting a creature? Yeah, I'm it's pretty just sure it's yeah, it says I have to target two creatures with a single, yeah. Okay, so I can use Empowered Healing then, at least, and reroll if I do shitty. Yep. 
let's do that. So I roll what? Choose up to six. HT. Okay, so three D eight plus spell casting. Uh, shit. What if I don't want to use my <laughs> twin split or my, um, oh no, I didn't use twin, right? I got him. Yeah, you didn't use twin and you don't want to use empowered star, you do not have to. Yeah, my girls are, are over average, so I'm going to keep them. Okay, so that is, what's my spellcasting modifier? Is that my, my, Okay. Alrighty then, that is 28 hit points for you guys. That's not as much as I hope, sorry guys. Each? Yeah, it's 28, they didn't have a minute ago. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So, how do you wish to approach this situation? I think, yeah, we don't want to wake the monsters up, but we want to get in that room. Do we want to take time? Like, well, first of all, can I just go quietly? Uh, Megan should do this. Maybe go quietly and listen to the door to see if we hear anything. Because I could maybe dimension door you guys in there without even opening the door. Let's take two trips. Well, this door is open, so we can see into the room. But it's so the door on the other side that's not open. That's the one I was referring to, yeah. Okay. If we, but again, waking up the creatures is a problem. Maybe I dimension door over there so we don't go near the creatures. I don't know. Um, I would like to propose that I use my spider cloak to go across the ceiling as close to the door as I possibly can. I like it because your stealth is good and mine's garbage, so <laughs> let's do that. Okay. Yeah, I've got a plus 13 to stealth, so... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely take advantage of that. Are we sneaking into this room? Yeah, we're trying to. What do you got? You got some ideas, bro? Uh, I'm going to cast uh, Pass Without a Trace then. Ooh, what's that? I never heard of that. That sounds cool. Uh, it basically gives everybody within 30 feet of me a plus 10 to their already existing bonus. Nice. Well, there you go. And Caleb, does my armor class go up or it doesn't, eh? It just stays that and I just need gear? Yeah. Yeah, your armor doesn't change. We didn't change anything that would change that. So, you're... So, Megan, uh, Zan is going to try and climb up the, the wall, through the door, up the wall, and over the ceiling. Yeah. Hopefully How without the other spotted. Two? How are the other two of you doing this? Why don't we wait and see what Megan finds out and then I can dimension door us over there? Because the past without a trace will only get her about halfway across that room. Hey, at halfway I should be able to see something. Alrighty. You make your way up onto the ceiling. And the statues seem to just sit in their positions. As you cross to the halfway point, I'd like you to make me a stealth check. 
um, 31. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's why Megan's the stealth one. Is that with the plus 10? Oh, no, that was just me and my regular stealth. Yeah, that was after she left. I didn't bother making her roll for before then. So, you see one of these copper-skinned angels, and when I say copper-skinned, I literally mean it looks like his skin is made out of copper, lounging in his large powdered wig, eating some grapes from a plate and drinking from a, a tall glass of wine, and just kind of lounging in front of this door. Okay, so I report my sights back to my party, and hopefully they have an idea of what I should do next. And I also report that there's a very pretty unicorn down at this end. <laughs> I painted that one myself. I like it. So, I'm going to give you guys 60 seconds okay. to figure out what you would like to do. Um... I, I want to go in that room. We got to see what this is about. Uh, to get across the room without being seen, should I, Andy? Should I? Should I dimension door us over there, and then the three of us can enter as a team? Don't forget, we've also got Gergi. I think maybe ask him to. Maybe ask him to stay. You want to ask the tiny person that has been helping you to stay? Or we'll put him in the hole for this trip. He's been extraordinarily helpful. He saved my life a few times. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So let's put him. Let's. I'm just worried about the stealth thing. Mm-hmm. But if he, should I put him in the hole and dimension doors over to you, Megan, and then we all go in, or what do you suggest? Yeah, if you want to. I'm. Uh, I'm a little Megan's. worried about the angel here, thinking it's going to stop us. But Me maybe too, if we, we don't touch. Coming. Yeah, maybe if we don't touch the floor, maybe it won't. Yeah. Okay, Andy, do you agree? Yep, let's dimension door in and uh, see what happens. Okay, we'll put the guy in the hole just to dimension door over there and then take the guy out. Alrighty. I would like you to... Roll me a... D20 plus your, your charisma, John. Sorry, I said that without pushing the button. 8 plus 13, I got 13. I'm sorry, guys. Um, As your dimension door kind of pops open on the other side, the... Angel turns and kind of looks at you as you all boom, onto the ground and goes, Oh, yes! Yes! Oh, it's so much fun to see you little ones. Strings from his glass of wine again. I suppose that I should have some fun with you before I have to dispose of you. Uh, can't we be buddies? Hmm. Hmm. Buddies. I'll make you a deal. 
if you, he waves his hand, and in the middle of the room appear four doors. Spin this around so that we're on the other side of the room. Above each of the doors is the numeral six, seven, eight, and nine. And on each of the doors, respectively, is a fork, a plate, a candlestick, and a and a knife. He turns and says, This is a fun game, a bit of wordplay. I hope you pesky mortals can solve it, or else, well, I'd, I'd have to kill you. But if you can solve it, which you probably can't, then I will leave. Um, what do you guys think? I'm working on it. So, so that's just, there's no question? This is just... So that, this isn't too punishing for you? I have something ready just in case we go into combat, but let's try this puzzle. Okay. So there's four doors. There's a six with a fork, a seven with a plate, an eight with a candlestick, and nine with a knife. And our goal is to what? You Figure to out the wordplay. I suck at riddles, y'all. I'm working on it. I don't understand the the actual. Like, what? Are, how do we know? It, like, you know what I mean? I don't know what we're trying to do here. What's the question? Yeah. The angel kind of chuckles and says, The question is, which door will open the door behind us? It's a bit of witty wordplay. I hear your kind are supposed to be good at these. Playing with numbers and playing with your food. I was hoping you'd be more entertaining than this. You haven't even guessed yet. I'm gonna be completely honest, I didn't hear the question. The question is just to pick the door that opens the door behind him. But okay, can we ask that little buddy if he has any ideas? You're gonna have to open the hole. <laughs> yeah, I, t I take him out of the hole and put him with us again, and then ask him. He looks at you, looks at the angel, looks at the doors, looks at you, looks at the angel, looks back at you and goes, Okay, well, there's a fork, a plate, and a knife. And they all go together. Like they're all utensils used for dinner, and the candlestick. I don't know. Well, the Not candlestick really. lights up the dinner. Yeah, and everything else is used to eat. That is Have true. Have you tried solving the problem out loud? Discuss your problem. This is so fun. So if I'm guessing, I'm thinking it's eight, but. No. Because eight, eight, because you all use all that stuff for for food, and food is eating. And if you ate something, and eight doesn't stand out, I don't know. That's my guess. 
Clay, what's yours? I don't know. That's actually not bad. I actually agree with eight. It's yeah. the only one that doesn't seem to fit perfectly. And it so, was, and it's wordplay, so I think you might have it. Eight, and yeah, let's try it. Eight. I'm still hiding on the ceiling. I'll go open the door. Chuckles. Kind of you open the door, and the other ones just kind of fade away, and you see through it. There was nothing on the other side, but behind you, the main door, you hear a lock open, and the angel kind of gets up from the couch, grabs the. Uh, the bunch of grapes on the in, left in the bowl and starts walking towards the one side of the room. Well, that was very entertaining. I do love walks. They're so funny. He waves his hand and a hole opens in the wall. And all you suddenly see this tentacle slam another angel into a wall. <clears throat> he immediately closes the hole and goes, He walks to the other side of the room and then opens a portal out of the wall and jumps out. So they, he left. Yep. We got it right. I honestly did not expect the angel to be a, a thing of his word. <laughs> I'm just surprised we figured it out. <laughs> did you say something about a tentacle? Uh, yes. Yes, when he opened the first portal through the wall, there was uh, the tentacle demons still fighting angels on the inner court. I say it's time to go. Yeah. Yeah. He closed that hole back up, because that was not the exit route. He decided to use it. Yeah, let's go to the door that we opened. I am going right. to crawl the rest of the way across the ceiling and... Uh... Crawl through the doorway, still, but staying on the ceiling. <laughs> and I'm gonna moonwalk through the doorway. All right. <laughs> you guys open up the doorway, which you can see as you open it up was heavily locked, but because the angel made you a uh, an agreement that he didn't think you'd be able to fulfill. He stuck to his word. The door is now open. As you enter into it, it is another staircase leading upwards. You go up the stairs. Uh, can I check yes. for traps? <laughs> uh, certainly. Roll me an investigation. Oh, well that wasn't nearly as good. Um, 11. <laughs> uh, the steps look like they haven't been walked on in a really long time. Right. There's very little wear and tear on them. I'm gonna stay on the ceiling if possible. I don't know right. if I'm worried about that considering the angels fly everywhere. True. You're probably it, really right. money. It, it probably it saves a lot of money on rug replacement. <laughs> right. I'm gonna kill the camera because I don't have a map for this at the present moment. And you guys just avoided a massive combat because good job. 
Yay! Uh, so you you do the other two of you start heading up the stairs as well? Slowly, but yes. And I yeah, and I'm hiding behind Andy, peeking over his shoulder. You traverse your way up the stairs, up, up, and you come to a doorway. And the door, it's large, ornate, seems to be made out of possibly silver, could be, could be mithril, you're not 100% sure. Um, Is it locked? Do you go and turn the handle? Um, yes. Then yes, it is locked. Oh, okay. Can I pick the lock? Absolutely. You can certainly give it a try. Okay. Wait, Megan, I think I have a, something I can do to help you on that, don't I? I got a dirty 20. Never mind, you're good. Maybe, maybe not. The lock is exceptionally difficult. You have not seen the like. Also, the key is sized larger than what you're used to working on. Uh, so it does take you a little bit. However, the increased size does let your little tiny fingers get inside of the actual like lock mechanism. And after a couple minutes, you do manage to start to figure it out and start clink and then clink, clink. And you get all the pins in the right spot, and you slowly pull the door open. And it opens to a a room, glassed in, uh, a rounded room, glassed in on all sides, except where this doorway is. A series of panels and what look like controls, levers and knobs, and... And you also see that there are two angels there that turn turn towards the door as it swings open. Quick, who are you? Intruders. I'm going to cast slow <laughs> on the first person, the closest person to me. Alrighty. Uh, what save is that that they have to try and make? Never mind. They fail. <laughs> and I'm going to cast slow on the next person. Christ on a crunch. He fails too. Nice. I don't need to know the DCs. They rolled a 6 and a 5, respectively. Nice. Because both of your DCs... Yeah, no. No. Anyways, continue. So yes, they are both hit with a slow spell before they can even react. Roll for initiative. Whoop, whoop. Uh, you get plus your uh, yeah, initiative, so three. 17, buddy. That's not bad. 16. I got another dirty 20. Uh-oh, Megan, you cut out again. 20. 20. Not natural. Perfect Christmas. Perfect. 
All right. Zan, that puts you at the top as you enter into the room. Aw. Well, you are still up at the... No, sorry, you are still up on the ceiling. You have not entered the room, but that puts you at the top. Yeah. Uh-huh. What would you like to do? How far away is the closest angel? Give me two seconds. I'll hide it for you. Yay. Oh, that was wrong. God damn it. Just technologically impaired. That happens to me all the time. Why is nothing in where it's supposed to be? Because I'm working on it. Pretty much. Well, the door you have come through is right there. There are two control panels like that. More further out in the room. That, that's the wrong miniature. That mini doesn't stand up without a base. <laughs> so we'll just. Where's the other one? I promise, I pretend to be organized. Hey, it's no big deal. So the answer is not far. Okay. 20, yeah. 25 feet. Okay. Um, I am going to cast Infestation on the closest angel square. And Excellent. your target must succeed a constitution saving throw. Constitution. That'll be a nine. You fail. So it's only a little bit of damage. It is... Seven. Eleven points of poison damage. And you are going to move... One spot north of wherever you are. We're going to call north this direction. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and he takes 11, you said, as he's infested with... What is he infested with? Rats. It's oh, the only goody. thing I can infest. That's still wonderful as rats start pouring out of the angelically or designed building. <laughs> Just start biting his toes. <laughs> Where did they come from? Who knows? <laughs> Is there anything else, Ms. Uh, Ms. Zan? I... No, I'm just... Actually, you know what? I would like to move just inside the door. Still on the ceiling, if I please could. Because <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I'm good. Lupini, that puts you up next. Okay. Um, I'm really excited to try this new spell out here. Ooh. Um, I don't know how it works once I... Is that the fireball one? 
Yeah. Oh gosh. Do you want okay. a chance to read it? We'll come back to you. Uh, well, I have it here now, so it's yeah, so it's a twelve d six, and yeah, okay, so yeah, maybe, bro. It's a long paragraph. <laughs> it is a long paragraph. Um, so, Darwin, what would you like to do? Andy? I'm not sure. One second. You know, I'm actually going to run up to the closest angel to me and use the thunder stick. And I'm going to I'm going to ask you to uh, at the end of your turn to to run away so you're not getting collateral damage. Um, just an idea. But from where you are, it would be 5, 10, 15. You could jump on top of the console and shoot at the guy, giving you advantage as you're shooting him in the face. I would need an right. acrobatics check to jump up there. All right, will do. All right. Use 20 feet of movement and give me your acrobatics, please. It's going to be at 13. That is enough. You are only jumping up three feet. I wanted to make sure you didn't catastrophic yourself. All right, so you leap through the air, landing on top of the controls. Your, your boots thumping down as you slowly react. Almost as though there's a delay in the, his facial expression. What save does he have to make at disadvantage now? I believe that's a con save for Thunder Wave. Uh, that'll be a six. That's a fail? Yeah, my dice is. Uh, yeah, that's a fail. That dice is just rolling terribly tonight. So what happens now? 2d8 thunder damage. That's 14 points of thunder damage. That's not bad at all. As a deafening explosion fills the room right in his face. Uh, Lupini, back up to you. Oh, okay, wait, you so... wanted to use the rest of your movement, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, so I yell at him, back up, bro, back up. You got 10 feet of movement, where do you want to go? You talking to me or Andy? Uh, Andy. I'm going to duck behind the thing I'm standing on. Uh, you got to back right. up, bro. You, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So this, so what I'm trying to do is cast that uh, that uh, delayed blast fireball. So it's a bead of light that I shoot out, and anyone in a 20 foot radius makes a dexterity. All right. So from the door. Like if you were to land it up here-ish, 20 feet is two, three, four this way. 
Yeah, one, two, three, four. So, I mean, if you were to drop it anywhere in this region. Yeah, I want to make sure I don't hit my teammates. There. Perfect. Um, but, yeah, okay. The other option is because if they hit it, it does a whole bunch more damage, but they're going to be moving forward. But I don't want to hurt Andy, so that's the safest place, your figure. That's what we'll do then. Are you going to trigger it or are you going to hold it? Um, oh, yeah, I can trigger it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna stay there. I'm gonna hold it for a bit and see what happens. Alrighty. Just remember, it is concentration. So if you want to switch forms, you do have to make it go go off. Yeah, that's right. I'll hold it for a turn and see what happens. As a beam of light shoots from your finger and zips across the room, it harmlessly passes past the two angels as they begin moving their way across the room towards all of you. But slowly. <laughs> At half their normal speed. That didn't work. Fixed it. One of them finds themselves within reach of Darwin. I am giving you half cover because you said you were ducking behind. What about the damage that the bead causes for that deck save? That doesn't happen until you decide to deploy it. No, I, really? That's not how I read it. It doesn't oh. do anything until you decide it goes. I it didn't realize that. I would have. I would have detonated it then. My bad. Okay, I know. Moving forward. Uh, Andy, I am sorry, but that is a twenty-three to hit with disadvantage. Oof. Okay. Is this a melee attack? Yes. Okay. There is my die. Uh, you take twenty-six points of damage, fourteen slashing, and twenty-two fire. How much fire? Uh, twenty-two. Twenty-two fire. Yep. Okay, that's half because I have resistance. Right. And the other one can't reach anybody. Also, I'm going to use my reaction to use Hellish Rebuke because uh, it was a melee attack. Damn. It makes a dex save at disadvantage, correct? Or do you make an attack? Yes. I, it's a deck save for them. Oh, okay. Well, that'll be eight. So uh, deal the full damage. 
as he swings his sword slowly at you, as it slices across you, you spin around. And where does your uh, where does your hellish rebuke come from? I'm assuming me a teethling it would probably come from my mouth. Sure. As you literally spit fire at him. As for max damage. Holy crap. So, 20. Wow. As you peer away at the face and cause him to, to reel backwards. Gurky comes into the room. I forgot about him. Looks around. We're just going to get rid of the door at this point because she's walking with you. Looks around. Decides the most effective thing to do is to start stabbing the wall with the uh, with his spoon, causing the glass windows to slowly begin turning into melting porridge. I like Gurgi's plans. That puts us back at the top with you, Zan. All right. Well, uh, Zan's pissed that uh, her friend just got smacked. And so the angel that just attacked Darwin, she is going mm-hmm. to throw a chromatic orb at it. I'm going to give you advantage on the attack because he's covering his face from the fire that's being breathed on it right now. Awesome. Oh, I, slow. I, uh, I definitely needed that. Is oh, I can't do math today. Twenty-seven to hit. Yes, that more than hits. Awesome, and uh, you are going to. I forgot. I always forgot to say this first. I don't know if it matters, but I wanted to do lightning damage. Cool. So a ball, a ball of lightning escapes from the ceiling and goes whizzing across the room, catching him in the back of the hand into his face. How much damage? Um, six plus seven plus eight. <laughs> I don't math tonight. Twenty-one. Okay, that's how much lightning damage. <laughs> That's okay. 15, 2, 15, 4, and a pair of 6, right? Um, uh, anything else from you, Zan, or are you just going to hang out on the roof? I'm still going to hang out on the roof. Lupini. Okay, I don't want to mess it up this time. So, uh, is it it's in range of them still, or no? This one is for sure. One, two, three. Yeah, they would both still be within it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna ignite it, but I'm gonna cast heightened spell, so it gives the target a disadvantage on its saving throw. Jesus. So that's three sorcery points. Okay, so you got to make a deck save, and if and I, I can before you roll because. If, I rolled 12d6 if you fail, and 6d6, I think, if you pass. Uh, so one of them, one of them on the, the one on the edge got a 17. The other one failed. But your DC is 18. Huh, they both failed. 
So the room explodes in this ball of fire, which Darwin, you are quite close to, and it's rather refreshing as it doesn't burn you, but catches the wing of one of the angels. Uh, Lufany, I'm going to get back to you at the end of Darwin's turn. You roll out and add up that damage. Darwin. Oh. Uh I'm going to turn to the angel closest to me. I'm going to pull up my. I'm going to use my staff, and I'm going to cast Burning Hands. Just so you know, Caleb, it's thirty-six. Yeah. Uh, they make a deck save for. Uh... They make yes, a deck save for burning hands. Uh, 15. Nope, was a 17. He is not rolling good. <laughs> I don't mind. Uh, it's only 7 points of fire damage, but still fire damage. Seven points is seven points. And the one you are fighting is starting to show signs of wear and tear, and the normally smooth skin is showing signs of, like, chips and scratches and melting. <laughs> you have used a lot of fire in this room. Yeah. And there's porridge. Uh, and yes, and there is the lovely smell of cinnamon raisin porridge. Wait, who puts raisins the in their porridge? I don't know. I, I think that's something we need to address right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We can discuss our porridge later, all right? <laughs> okay. As long as you don't eat plain porridge. Those oh. people are sick. Yeah, that, there's something wrong with you, then. You just don't enjoy life, do you? Anyways, it's the angel's turn. So Darwin, one of them is going to again charge at you, trying to hit you with his sword. Oh. I would like an opportunity attack from you at advantage because his disadvantage rolls were a two and a one. Ouch. As he swings wide, you duck out of the way, and his sword hits with such force it buries itself into the stone of the command column, and he's standing there wrenching at it, trying to pull it out. In the heat of the moment, I got scared and rolled a two. Was that with advantage? Oh, no. Yep, two. <laughs> no way. As you try and take a swing at him, he just pulls his blade out in time to deflect your, your attack, causing you to step backwards. Another one. It's coming for you, Lupini, at the door. Coming for me. Yeah. Maybe he wants to change his mind. 
Uh, as he lunges at you with his his spear, does a twenty eight hit you? Sorry, no. <laughs> yeah, that crushes me. Uh, do, 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 do. do I keep losing my d10s? Whatever, that'll work. Uh, you take 24 points of damage. Boo. 14 slashing, 20 fire. 24, you say? Yes. Dick. <laughs> As he pulls backwards, you can see he's preparing for another strike, but his movements are intensely slowed down. His wooden spear pulling backwards. Huh. Suddenly, the spear in his hand turns to porridge. Whoops. Got a little cl too close there to nice. your turn. Nice, I like that. Um. Okay, so this guy is, like, right below me. Yeah. I would like to drop onto his back and stab a uh, green flame blade. Alrighty, I would like an acrobatics check from you as you fall from the ceiling directly onto him. That was a natural one. I'm going to reroll that because I'm lucky. That is much better. 26 for the acrobatics check. As it turns to see what hit its spear, causing it to vanish from its hands, you land right between the wings, using them as saddles as you spread your legs out between them with a loud thud. Roll your attacks. Um, that is 29 to hit. That will certainly hit. Have I got an ally in five feet? Or advantage? You do. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes to all of that. Do you hear these D6? Yes. <laughs> uh, ten, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-eight piercing damage. And... And 12 fire. I had to do that in four steps because my brain didn't want to math all of a sudden. You know well what? done. Math As you is hard. Come down, you come down stabbing and the flames from your weapon breathe out into the fresh wound as you pull your blade from it, cauterizing it shut with fire. I love it. Lupini, after stabbing you and the spear disappearing, suddenly you see Zan fall from the ceiling on top of this thing, and now it's trying to like grab at the halfling that's on its back. <laughs> what do you want to do? Oh... Yes, I guess I'm going to take a step back because I'm going to turn into a T-Rex. I use polymorph. 
Okay, so you want to get into the room and then past Polymorph. Yes. All righty. As Inquity comes charging into the room, slipping past the distracted angel, and casts a spell on themselves to make themselves into a T-Rex. Rawr. <laughs> I just love the visual. The angel are both startled and surprised by you turning into something this gargantuan. <laughs> uh, but that would end your turn. Darwin, you are still facing off against Senior Wingy Face. I love your names for everybody. How's he looking? Uh, he is... If we were playing 4th edition, I'd have told you he was bloodied a few rounds ago. Alright, then I'm going to cast uh, Blight. It's Constitution saving throw. And they're still under the slow spell. Somebody. That'll be eight. Eight points. They very, very much so fail as... What does Blight do? 8d8 necrotic damage. The wounds on their body just start growing, and the wear and tear and just signs of age just start creeping in. You can almost start seeing the signs of rust. Oh, wow. That's 38 points of necrotic damage. Jesus Christ. As you continue to focus in and he steps backwards, you can see, like, as he's holding up his, his hands and, like, a pinky falls off. And he tries to step back and you just continue advancing slowly. How would you like to do this? He's dying? Oh yeah, he's dying. I'm gonna use the staff and just kind of give him one last bonk on the head just before he drops out completely. As you crack him on the head, it actually causes a portion of the head to like shatter off and fall on the floor as the body parts hit the ground and like chunks just fall away. They're very dead. You did exactly one more point of damage than they had health. Nice. Maybe I didn't need to turn into a T-Rex. Yeah, there's still another one. Uh, yeah, and on that note, it is very interested. Um, it is going to make... Uh, oh no, it's going to try and grab... The tiny half thing on its back, yes. I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw, DC 15. 
to no. avoid his hands trying to grab at you. I, uh, I failed. I got a 13. How did you get a 13? I rolled what a four. Two? I rolled a four. Yeah. <laughs> As he's grabbing and reaching at you, he manages to catch you with one hand and he just hurls you across the room. I hold on and rip out some feathers on my way. <laughs> you take eight points of fall damage as you hit the, the stone floor across the room. All right. I suppose I don't land on my feet. Dan, it is your turn. Oh yeah, I am uh, popping back up like a quick little rabbit, and I am how far away now? Uh, Fifteen feet. Oh. Okay. I'm he gonna... threw you. He didn't throw you out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I am going to then, I'm going to try, I want to try my new one, my lightning lure. Lure is a weird word. All right, so I create this lash of lightning energy that just zooms across the room. And I need you to make a strength saving throw. Nine. You fail. So you are going to get pulled towards me and and that gets you within five feet of me, yeah? Yep. Okay, good. Because I, I definitely want you to... Uh take damage. Yes. And it's only 14 okay. points of lightning damage, but there you go. Um. Hmm. Okay, so that was my action. Can I uh, use my movement to go up onto the ceiling again? Uh, you have to get up from prone. Okay, I'll, I'll do so, that. Yeah. That's uh, right. That would still give you half your movement, though. You wouldn't be able to get to the wall, but you could try and move away, but that might incur an opportunity attack because you'd have to leave his reach. Ah, uh, but I can disengage as a bonus action. I'm just going to stay where I am. That's okay. okay. Alrighty. Uh, Lupini! Seeing the bolt of lightning rip the angel across the room, now a giant T-Rex, what would you like to do? Oh yeah, um, I got that multi-attack. So I guess I'll... Because <laughs> uh, I can still bite him and hit him with my tail, eh? Uh, I think that has to be on opposite sides of you. Okay, so I only have the bite available? Yes. Okay. Well, I'll roll to hit for the bite. 
shit. Um, 14. Unbelievable. Unfortunately, the 14 will miss as you try and chomp down, but the lightning rips it out of your reach. Slack. Sorry, dude. Anything else? Um, I guess I should be the one taking the attacks right now, so I'll stay there. Alrighty, Darwin. The T-Rex is trying to bite down on him. The halfling is ripping the angel across the room, and he's looking just as bad as your friend was before you cast Blight on him. All right, I'm going to run up to him and uh, use the scepter again and just smash him on the head. <laughs> You're awesome. You spin back around. Take your attack. That's a constitution saving throw for you. Eight. Jesus. I didn't even give him disadvantage that time. Uh, that's a fail, and he takes eight points of thunder damage. He's a deafening boom blasts him in the face again. Anything else? Is he a small creature, or relatively the same size as me? Yeah, yeah, he's medium. Alright, he's also pushed ten feet away from me. Uh, Megan, I need an opportunity attack from you. Ha <laughs> Yeah. Um. And you had an ally within five feet at the time. That's only 19 to hit. Still enough. Whew, okay. So you are getting stabbed. They have an AC of 18. You guys just have failed. You've only rolled once that was under that. Meanwhile, they're rolling an average of six. Uh, 24 piercing. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. 24. Oh, jeez. As Darwin turns around with the, the scepter and just pulls the, the trigger, it sets off a thunderous blast, and the halfling catches the your, your enemy on the heels, slits their tendon mm -hmm. as they stumble backwards and falls onto the floor. You hear a loud crack as their head hits the floor. Gurky walks up to them, pulls out his wooden spoon, Puts it in their mouth and then punches it downwards three times. Oh, ow, Gurgi. <laughs> they are now dead. Oh, yeah. And now leaking porridge from or orifices you didn't know they had. Um. I, I wasn't really curious about angel orifices. No, wait, that's a lie. Zan walked in on an orgy in heaven. Okay. 
I'm like, what, where, where's that one coming from? As you're looking at the leaking spot in the middle of their stomach, like, what is why? Maybe that's an injury. Yeah, I'm like, is that an injury or is that uh, natural? What do they do with that hole? <laughs> <laughs> this whole time, I'm thinking, I skipped dinner for this. Oh gosh, I forgot about Darwin stuffing food in his pockets. I love it. <laughs> so you now find yourselves confronted with the what look like control panels. There are a series of buttons and levers. However, all the uh, all of the writing appears to be in Celestial. Does uh, anyone speak this angel gibberish? The goblin shrugs his shoulders. Well, then I guess we're just going to push buttons until we find out. Sounds like a plan. I mean, it sounds like a horrible plan, but I'm in. I would like everybody to make me a uh, intelligence check. We go up or down either way, so problem solved. <laughs> yeah, I mean, eventually we'll uh, we'll get there. Uh, that is uh, twenty one. Twenty. <laughs> Six. <laughs> Sorry. Ouch. So you begin playing with some of the uh, some of the dials while the building is still shuddering and shaking from the combat that is going on uh, maybe 200 feet away from you as you attempt to pilot this thing. Well, Zen and Darwin are debating uh, which of the buttons are going to bring the, the structure up and which will bring it down, both presenting different theories. Lupity leans on a different lever and causes the entire floor to shift 45 degrees. Oh boy. Uh, my bad, guys, as I flick my blank across the room. <laughs> You do, however, discover that that is the lever that changes the angle that you're moving at, and you're super glad you didn't push it all the way up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, world. <laughs> Everything's upside down now. But you do, despite this, and you, as, as the, the thundering is getting louder, and every time there's another shudder, more dust falls out of the ceiling. You do get um, a feel for how to bring it up and down. Landing it's maybe not the, maybe it won't work as well for you, but you know how to bring it down. Close enough, maybe. Can you cast a slow spell on a flying castle thing? <laughs> I, was, we I was kidding, but can you? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Can we see that battle that's going on, like with the octopus tentacle thing and the angels? 
Yes. You can indeed see it through all of the windows. And the octopus tentacle thing is indeed ripping angels out of the air and like stuffing them into this round beak-like opening with jagged teeth that it's just, you assume is a mouth while you're watching this three angels die in the process. All right, that's uh, still a problem for later. Do we have a good view of the city from here? Not the city we're in, but like the city we're from? Uh, yeah, you can see it. It's a couple miles away, but yeah, you got a pretty good view of it. What would it take to bring this thing down on the temple we came from? That would be badass. Especially because the temple you came from is a spire, and this building is um, hollow on the inside, as far as you can tell. However, if you wanted to um, roll me another intelligence check, or no, wisdom. Roll me wisdom. Aww. I got a nine. Man, I'm dumb. Sorry, you got a nine. What were the other ones? 21. 18. You both recognize that bringing this down in the city while there's still a giant demon and a bunch of angels on it would probably be unwise. And your future hobby would probably be unhappy with uh, or the future king would probably be unhappy with Lupini. Um, do I know this? You're still having fun shaking the building. Alright. Hey, maybe we should stop. I tell Lupini that it's probably a bad idea. And I roar, roar in agreement. Oh yeah, I forgot you were still a T-Rex, even though it's right there on my screen. With the tiny arms, you're trying to figure out how to m manipulate the buttons. Could we clip the tower that we came from? You know, just enough to knock off the top. I mean, absolutely. It did rise up above the buildings around it, so... But if we're going to get in trouble, maybe we should not bother it. That is entirely up to you guys. I'm going to give you guys a minute to debate what you want to do. You do have a rough idea on how to pilot this thing, but I would not call you experts. I am going to take a moment to lock that door that we came through so that nothing else can come up on behind us without us knowing. That takes you a minute to rearm that lock. It's a hell of a good lock. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not you, smart enough to figure no out the other stuff. <laughs> you do, however, take notes on this lock and consider going into locksmithing if this ever does if adventuring doesn't pan out. <laughs> yeah. I say we steer this thing to a good portion out of the city and like bring it down with everybody on it. It cause a lot of damage. And somehow try to figure out a way off here before that happens. Yeah. 
I mean, if we steer it out of the city, that'll give us at least a small chance to get things sort of sorted out before disaster strikes everybody. All right, so your plan is to bring it down just outside of the city somewhere and then go deal with the problem? Yeah, I think that's what we should do. All right. There's a teleporter on this island, on this floating island, right? Yep. That's how you got up here, was from inside the tower into there. I low-key want to teleport the monster into the, into that tower that's on the ground. Look, I know it's a bad idea. That... I'm just saying. Nothing, nothing is ever a bad idea. <laughs> Impractical? Sometimes. Yeah. Alright, so are we gonna set this down, like, a little ways out in the desert? Yeah, somewhere like that. So, just so I'm clear, is the um, is the intention to bring it down gently, or to bring it down in a nosedive? Um, I think we're not smart enough to be able to figure out gentle, so let's go with minimal casualties to ourselves. I was thinking a crash, and uh, we try to get out. That would be cool. Can anybody fly? No, nobody can fly. If I had eight hours, I could have a spell to do something <laughs> along that line. I think we're a little more pressed for time. <laughs> I mean, one of you could fly if they polymorphed into something. Not me. My vampire level's not high enough to turn to a bat yet. <laughs> I honestly don't know if I can at later levels. I just thought it'd be funny. I actually think that did that did have something in there. Anyways. Right now, as far as I understand, there are two very different plans. One of which both of which involve setting it down outside of town one of which is trying to bring it down gently, and the other one is trying to get off on the um, on the teleporter and then bringing it down as hard as you can. Can we... Is it reasonable to think that we could activate the teleporter? I mean, what's everybody's arcana? Shit. I can wild shape into a CR1 creature with flight, so I could do a giant owl. Ooh. <laughs> Which potentially means I could carry both of you, we could bring this thing down like a stone. <laughs> I like, I like. I'm in. Yep. <laughs> and you don't have to worry about figuring out their teleporters problem. Yep. All right. All right, I would like everyone to make me one more intelligence check, please. Yeah, Zan likes magic, but she's not really super smart on it. I cannot roll. I got a four. I got another dirty 20. 15. As you guys are 
like gearing up, you find that you find out how to speed this thing up, and you, as you guys are getting ready, uh, John, have you turned back into your normal sized person? Yeah, because I'm riding on the back of him. No, are we not doing that? Never mind. Are we? That I believe is the plan. Yeah, so I, I, I don't want to jump on him as a T Rex. That might hurt. That is wise. Okay, first things first, I'm going to smash out one of these windows with that scepter. <laughs> All right. Bang. The windows are blown out just as you're about to leave. Mounted onto the owl, picking up speed, driving towards one of the dunes. Lupini looks back at the at the 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 lever that you had hit that had caused it all to fall sideways. And you've got a good idea. And you crank it all the way to eleven. And then leap out the window onto the owl. As the entire structure you watch on the owl as you begin flying away there's a massive fortress sitting on top of a cloud bank <laughs> from below you'd never know there was anything up there however as it continues to hurtle itself downwards going faster and faster it now also starts spinning around and around oh god <laughs> i feel some angels need to make constitution checks yeah, there's going to be vomit. Oh, yeah. Um, with your owl eyes, you most certainly see that there are some sort of fluids expelling from their mouths. Some of them you think it's blood because they just got stabbed with the tentacles. Uh, others, you're pretty sure it's just vomit. Awesome. And you get a good view every time it spins itself around of the massive writhing blob that is slowly tearing the place apart. As it gets closer and closer to the ground. And with a massive the cloud bank blasts outwards as the condensation hits the uh, night desert sand. And the excuse me, the structure on top of it collapses in on itself, bricks and dust raining everywhere. As you circle above, trying to keep an eye on what, trying to survey the damage, the rubble moves, and the tentacle reaches out pushing as it the the writhing mass pulls itself up out of the rubble assesses the situation points its mouth opening towards the city and unleashes an unholy cry and then begins running like a Miyazaki monster towards the city and that's where we'll cut it Shit. <laughs>